Ascent 420, 55. Swamp Boys, I'm not sure what number. And Jack, checking it out. Little Swamp Jack. Jack Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Jack in the Swamp. Jack in the Swamp. Something like that. Jack in the Bean Swamp. Jack in the Bean Swamp. Oh, man, are you making a Mexican joke? Yep. You know Fucking it. Fucking racist. <laughs> You're the white face. <laughs> he's he's the white people of Mexican. He's the Mexican face of white he's supremacy. He's the Mexican face of white supremacy. You fucking dog, man. Uh, <laughs> That's rough. So we got the mystery phenotype in there, huh? Yeah, but it's a good one. I like that. Um, it's, you know, I don't think it smells really good. It looks, this last one, you know, looked really nice. Like, um, not the one that we're actually hitting, but this last one that I um, was checking out, same pheno. But um, I think the high is really good, right? We'll Again, the, the, I don't know about the so you would call, smell of it. you would call any characteristic a phenotype? Smell? No. No? no phenotype that. is like, say you got a... Say the mother's having a litter of 12 children. Yeah. All those children are going to have different character characteristics. Yeah. Right. The, the phenotype is that profile of those characters. The visual traits that you can It's smell. only visual? No. It's, um, I it's, think it can be It's sense. structural. It's visual. It's flavor it profile. Yeah, it's so it's it all of the above. Yeah. So, so that, that would be like the, the, the terpene profile, though, right? Yeah. When yeah. you start to look well, at the smells and the, the flavors. Yeah. No, I mean, specifically, uh, the different attributes are different right. attributes. The yeah. phenotype. So that's what I'm asking. Like, any, any characteristic could be a phenotype, then. Right? Not a phenotype. No? A phenotype is, I mean, it would be a group of characteristics. Because smell would be from a group of things. See, I'm going to be embarrassed if no. Colin hears this because he's the, corrected these me are the on things this before, like, and I don't remember what I got to ask him these questions without, like... Sounding too. If you got a hundred like, seeds, yeah. that you're roughly going to have somewhere between ten to fifteen phenotypes in that in in there. So you essentially have ten to fifteen different personalities of how those two genetics coming together are going to express themselves. Yeah, the phenotypical variation. Yeah. And expressions of yeah. those. It's like because you have genotypes and phenotypes, yeah, and then That's genotypes. It. You might not see some of them, but then the phenotypes you can detect those or. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think, if I remember correctly. Colin, if you're listening to this, excuse us. We're we'll learning. invite you next time to clear <laughs> this up we're for We're learning. Us. You know what, uh, um, what's it called, an external phenotype? Is that what it's called? Uh, something like that. Uh, um, it might not be external, but it's like a, a bird's nest or a spider web. Those are like, I think that's what they call them, like biological uh Structures, but <laughs> don't <laughs> already see. I am hilarious. He hasn't even, he hasn't even started smoking. You yet. should start doing stand up. I know, just for only for Jordan. only for Jordan. <laughs> he's your he's your audience. But he he's would be only. your number one fan. Everybody else is just like not laughing at all. It's because I jokingly wanted to to call bullshit right there, but I was like, you're gonna sound like a dick if you say it. So I was oh, like, just shut up. Call but no, I think because um, those are those are. Uh, 
characteristics that are passed down, but they don't exist in the body of the, of the thing. Why is that funny? <laughs> so I want to just read real quickly. A phenotype is an individual's observable traits. In humans, it's like yeah, height, like eye color, nose. blood type, yeah, totally. etc. So it could be any characteristic. Observable characteristics. Right. Also, taste Or traits. But yeah. observable being like... Um, smell taste like yeah, so, so it's, if it's like even somebody blood type. smells like Perceptible. weird that's Perceptible. their fucking phenotype <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah someone who stinks somebody smells like right. their feet smell like rotted cheese or something yeah. the You're term like, covers yeah, the sure. organism's morphology or physical form and structure its developmental processes or processes <laughs> it's biochemical what's that uh, uh, no it, it was it was it, it's biochemical and physiological properties, <laughs> behavior and products of behavior. So yeah, we got this. We got it. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, now that we're in the weeds, <laughs> extended, let's fight. <laughs> extended phenotype. That's what it's called. Extended. So what is an extended phenotype? Um, well, like I said, it's something like outside the body. Uh, the main idea is that a phenotype should not be limited to the biological processes wow. such as protein biosynthesis and tissue growth, but extended to include all effects that a gene has on its environment, inside or outside the body of the individual organism. The Extended Phenotype. It's a book by Richard Dawkins. Cool. Yeah. This is very fragrant. Well, it's got the jack in it. Is that the one that does the flavor? <coughs> I mean, <coughs> I could be just a fucking idiot in the Swamp Boys that I've got. Everybody's like, oh, man, this tastes great, and this smells great. For me, Swamp Boys always smelled uh, a little swampy. <laughs> just a little, a little <laughs> swampy. Sorry, Swamp Boys. No, uh, no ill will. So, I don't know. But I do like the buzz off of it. Mm. I don't remember what it's like. I've always been worried of it being too much. Like for me last week, I did feel it, but I was, it was manageable. The skunk? Whatever we did. Was yeah. it lemon skunk last what week? What do you mean for you, you feel it'll be too much? I mean, you're the guy always in there hitting two or three fucking big hits before <laughs> class. Every class. <laughs> so what's too much? You guys, like this is like... <laughs> Justin and I are the ones who take two or three hits. I don't know. Last good. I heard, Justin you smoked like seven. <laughs> Jordan have to smoke a whole joint to get. It's high. different though for like, like I would smoke more possibly to like roll or to you know to do stuff like that, but to talk. Yeah. You know what I mean, or to make sense on it. That's in front what of a I camera. mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, get to the yeah. point where I feel so like I I go inward when I get high. Yeah. And go. some it depends <coughs> on what I'm doing though. Like yeah. if I'm rolling or training it helps me focus and push through and i actually you know like i agree i think man i think rolling high is probably one of the coolest 
experience as being high. Oh, dude, yeah, so that was the thing that I actually did, is I was so, you know, because, you know, I smoked like four joints that day on Saturday, and I have a panic attack on the way home. Oh, you weren't joking? I wasn't joking, because my tags were expired. So you really did? No, I feel like a dick for not saying anything. pull me over. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny how it was making me think how, like, worry is just, like, this fake thing that can just, like, your brain can just, like, turn on. But anyway, I went home and played the drums. Nice. Right? And then uh, made a loop on the guitar, and then I was going drums to guitar back and forth. Felt and creative. Was, hell yeah. And it was like, I'm good. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it was like, um, I was completely out of the way. You know what I mean? How like maybe in a creative process you get in your own way or whatever. I yeah. was, you were in flow I was, state. Totally. I was completely flow state. But And I non-judgmental could, when you get into those places, right? You know, I think yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. of the big things because... Yeah. What, for me, at least in that regard, when I'm rolling, yeah. I'm not when when I'm re- really high rolling. I'm not critiquing like, oh, you fucked this up, or oh, you need mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, shift mm-hmm. here. It's just yeah. like, just man, you're exploring, just, and if yeah, you fuck yeah. up, you're like, oh, that was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just right. explore Showing now from right. this direction. Exactly. And, <clears throat> for sure, yeah. yeah. And it's crazy how much it can take to get to that. Another hit. To get into that space, you know, maybe that's what's so cool about athletes that like game time people that like when game time's on that's when they get into that state yeah right. i've always right. wanted to try to tap into those modes for yeah. an extended amount of time on yeah. my own right Just. right i mean every moment is a chance to do that i suppose right? yeah. yeah i think that's yeah. where a lot of meditation mm-hmm. can really help get you yeah. into that right like I think you're that right, feeling uh, of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, I think if you acknowledge that you're entering into that mode, you won't get there. You know what I'm saying? It's, I think it's, it's got to like come organically. I remember in, in Zen, they say being in the unconsciously conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, like conscious of your unconscious. I or mildly disagree. Okay, go for it. I mean, I think <laughs> there's truth in what you just said, but at the same time, I think it can be practiced. And I think... It's never, obviously it's never gonna be like a light switch that you just flick on, but the reason I say that is because when I worked at the cake, specifically the steakhouse, um, we we would have nights where we were doing close to $40,000 in sales, and sometimes we would be two chefs down, which meant I was working two stations and usually helping a chef on a third station, and, I would always get, I, I could I could like acknowledge when I was in flow state like I just knew everything's lining up the tickets are coming out I'm seeing the food as it's coming out I know exactly how many soups I need in the fucking oven how many orders of wings fucking bruschetta whatever the fuck I, I had to put out how many orders of scallops, <laughs> shrimp, like every number was in my head and I had timers on each individual thing. It was like I knew I had to flip the scallops in 30 But you're not like, like, okay, I'm in flow state. Because once you do that, you fuck everything up. It's like the preparation for it is what you practice. Yeah. But you can't practice becoming flow state. You can practice all the preparation surrounding it and then it's like you enter it. Yeah. Because when you enter yeah. it, that's like the, the concept of no mind. So mushin in jujitsu is no mind, empty mind. And what they're saying is you're not like, I'm not just brain dead. I'm aware of everything but attached to nothing because once you attach to something, you've made a choice in that direction and then everything else will have a consequence based on that. And so you're in it, you know you're in it because you've prepared yourself to be in it, but you're not like saying, okay, 
here I am in flow state or in machine because once you say here I am in machine then you're not in machine anymore right because now you've attached and, and so I, I think when you're when you're saying that yeah the the idea is to get there to get to that preparation point as much as possible so in jiu-jitsu um, you know that's where I feel it more or snowboarding or mountain biking I know when I've been there but you know what I'm saying but I'm not consciously like entering into it as far as like three two one we're here I guess that's what I mean it's like I, I, I knew I would know on those nights like I could just kind of trust the process that it was going to kick in at some point mm -hmm. and that's usually when the ticket machines are going bzz, 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 like every yeah. fucking half a second you know and uh, having tickets come out this long, all of a sudden the adrenaline starts click, kicking in and the, the restaurant gets noisier and vibrations in the room just get higher. You feel the tension on the line with everybody and we're all looking at each other like this, it's go time. And it's interesting that the the situation provides that for you. Yeah. Because it's like so stressful and there's so much to keep track of that it that's what puts you well obviously your response to that space is what puts you into that state or whatever and that's what's so hard to do is like by yourself at the house like maybe on stage you know mm. you can get there better on stage because everybody's looking at you yeah that's right weird. and like it's the pressure it, it is and different the, on stage too right, the feeling and, is different and can you you know can you get there on your own? Do you need that, you know, environment to push you into that? It even reminds me of the, some of that stuff we talk about suffering. Like, like you need a little suffering to get you to transcend things. Mm -hmm. Like you need it. That's that's the the mathematical equation is like suffering equal. You know, like maybe even you know uh, that idea that to sin is to miss the mark, right? You heard that? That's a, that de the definition of sin comes from some word that means to miss the mark, to miss mm. the bullseye. So that's all sin means is like, um, and 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 so maybe you know you put you, you what you're learning how to do, like you said, was everything lines up. Do so you put it like that? Like everything's working. Yeah. Right. It's um, in sync. But it, right. but it's like Eric's saying, you're, you're it's not. The mark. It's not voluntary. It's just like it just happens. But it's but somehow it was, both, and that's what I was meaning both. about like yeah. it's yeah. it's consciously unconscious yeah. and it's unconsciously conscious. Yeah. Some kind of like. And I do think in some way I could acknowledge that I was in it, but maybe I wasn't consciously thinking like. But you're not I'm being in, the state in mind, right now. like he's saying. You're not, yeah. you're not being like, oh, it's look at like, me, I'm in. You're so in the moment that yeah. you may be like, man, I'm in the flow right now. But you move on from that thought, yeah. and you're that's back a, into that's, the... That's more what right. it is. Yeah. Is it kind of yeah. like so when you you're... recognize it, you, yeah. you're Is it kind of like when you're trying to maintain yeah. balance? Like you're literally physically walking on, say, a beam or something, really yeah. narrow space, and instead of like at first you're trying to go at it and then you're like oh, okay i have balance now and then you look and all of that just changes like you suddenly start you losing notice? your right. balance mm -hmm. or yeah, yeah, even yeah. when i'm snowboarding like if i look straight down <laughs> i'm i'm way more out of control than when i look further ahead <clears throat> you know what i think it is on that and this sounds kind of <laughs> cliche and you know like just redundant as far as people saying it but i think it's legit you know how you're like become the ball become but the that's spoon. the 
the legit part of it. You know, when you become part of the mountain, when you become part of all of that, you're connected versus when you say I, you're, you're now, you know, Mm, like separate, you just brought it all back. And, and that's where you lose that, you know, because when you're connected, are you seeing it? Yeah, you're seeing it. I know like when I'm snowboarding, for instance, and I'm, you know, picking a line through bumps and I'm just trying to fucking hammer this line. I see the line, but it's not me seeing the line and processing right turn, left turn. You know, a lot of it now becomes feel, right? And then the inertia, you got to kind of control that momentum, but ride the rails enough that that out of control is going to bring you back into control if you trust that you understand how to regain control, right? You know, it's like they say walking is a series of controlled falls. Mm -hmm. Well, a fall is out of control. A fall is a fall is a fall, you know, but it's out of control Mm -hmm. to some degree, but then you regain control. All of these, um, all those metaphors are like, and you said it too, with a balance beam, Mm -hmm. and then to sin, to miss the mark. You could be a little to the left, you could be a little to the right. You could be a little too in control. You could be a little too out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, and the whole thing is is just it's sur- riding, surfing, is surfing, riding. surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because you know, um, you're gonna go on either side of it. Exactly. You just don't want to have yeah. those <laughs> massive swings. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when last week when it was snowing real hard, <clears throat> I was going up that hill like just whatever direction Canyon that is. Road. Yeah, and. And I knew I didn't have enough speed starting to make it, and I just started zigzagging. And I was like, God, I hope no cars are coming the other direction. But I, I, I literally just slowly went like that and snaked all the way up the hill. And yeah. and I, I was like, oh, like I I'm mean, never... trails up a mountain are like that. Right? Yeah, they're never yeah. like just straight up. Yeah, right. most of the time. So then, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it yeah. makes sense. And then, like, when your car gets stuck and then, like it has trouble getting going, you just have to like kind of snake your yeah, way. I got into another it. one that's like that, like um, carving. Yeah. I saw a Discover yeah. a Discover magazine once. And it showed, they put like a, a, a light or a, something on a dog, and, and it was a bloodhound or something, and they have it, you know, an animal had just passed by, and then from an aerial view, they take a video or a photo, and they show how the dog tracks, and that's what it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, to it, find where the sun Yeah, it's like, smells it, and then doesn't smell it anymore, comes back, smells it, and then that's, that's what you see. And then the line is what's in the middle of that. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The flow state. Totally. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Ram Das. You know that dude? Yeah. Right? <laughs> he had a cool book, Be Here Now. Remember that book? And it wasn't it like sideways too? You like you read it like this? Yep. And I have it, it on cool my pictures. table right it? now. Cool. Man. That was like one book I, when I got locked down in that place. I was telling you about earlier. I had, I had that, was, that was the one book I had. They let me have it. And the only reason I had it because I was into Timothy Leary. Yeah. And so I didn't even really know Ram Dass. Casey. Yeah, right. But anyway, there's a picture in that book of uh, Nataraja, right? You know that right yeah. at the start, right? Uh, yeah, maybe, oh. yeah. Maybe there might be a couple. You know what that one is? That no. Indian sculpture. It's like there's a ring of fire and there's like a chick dancing in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that like one. right at the halfway point, I think. Uh-huh, yeah, and and she's on a surfboard on, on the ocean, hmm. so it's like Nataraja surfer, right? It's kind of that image that we're talking That's about. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of riding it out. Yeah. And that might even be the implication of what that sculpture is doing is the dance, like cosmic right. dance or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Think about like, and it kind of fits a lot of different, you know, ideas and they all have that like description of flow, 
You know what I'm saying? Of connection and not Mm -hmm. separation, coming Mm -hmm. apart, coming Mm -hmm. together, coming Mm -hmm. apart. It's all Mm kind of, you know, Mm because we say go with the flow, rolling with the punches, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things that you have to be in that state to to be able to pull off. You Mm -hmm. can't Mm -hmm. roll with punches that you see coming specific, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because then you're going to be like, okay, punch, shift, connection, roll. Right. It's just it's got to be that place where strikes come in and you you understand visually what's going on, Mm -hmm. but you're not necessarily connecting to it. And then you've got to be sensitive enough to gauge that distance, Mm -hmm. the timing that that's coming in, Mm -hmm. the connection when Mm -hmm. it, you know, makes contact and you're rolling through it. I I say that with like guitar students a lot, like that they need to learn to put everything they know like in their body so that then they can like get into a state you know what i mean i'm always like thinking or i'm saying to them like you need your brain for like other stuff like you can't just be thinking about what finger you're using or what fret you're on yeah because then you're always right, on that or, step right that next step yeah so you gotta and that like, guy's like 10 yeah, moves ahead of you right so you gotta train yourself like crazy so it's just like that requires no that whatever consciousness sits on top of all the mm-hmm. other levels of consciousness, it needs to be somewhere down there so that that thing on top can like take control and be in be in the moment or whatever. Well, I think that's the preparation that gets you there yeah. more often. It gets you to that point where if you're going to experience that, yeah. you're going to experience it more frequently through preparation, right? Because mm-hmm. then right. there is some your body knows it. what yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. You're weight knows where to be your mm-hmm. attitude knows where to adjust yeah, that, itself all that stuff too, yeah. you know your perception mm-hmm. of things yeah. right yeah because my biggest problem is has always been me you know like as far as you know getting into that state reliably you know it's not just like i do the physical practice and i do the technical and all that stuff but there's so many aspects of me that's always in the way like you're saying that thing that's like making judgments and categorizing and thinking about what's going on right because i'm in mind i'm not that's not no mind whatever the other shin mm-hmm. right is you know <laughs> mushin whatever there's another one right there's mushin too many minds what's too many minds that's um, that one that's the other one well that that could fall into that same category of, right of, fushin of mushin okay. right uh, fudoshin is a movable so, you know, mind. you're set to task and you're going to maintain. Right. Well, I'm saying, what's the, what's the opposite of no mind? Yeah. Well, like you're, you're too much. Yeah. Mind or whatever. Um, right. There's a word for that, too. I imagine. Yeah. There's a cool I'm scene sure. of that in uh, The Last Samurai. Uh-huh. Right. Where and he says, yeah, no mind. When yeah. he's and, facing and he's, that the top. Samurai. Right. And they're, they're, they're in training or whatever. Uh-huh. Right? They have the wood swords. Right. And right. then they have a draw. <laughs> But they, he says to him, he goes over and he gets like hurt and he says, too many minds. Yeah. That's what he says. He's like, too many minds. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that context yep. of, mm-hmm. you know, no mind. And then there's um, another one. I forgot what it what it's called, the mm-hmm. Japanese, but it's mind like water. And, mm-hmm. you know, that takes you into that, oh, yeah. you know, and that's kind ability of to adapt, the, mm-hmm. you know, and flow at least the way it was explained to me is like if you filled this whole room with you know six inches of water Mm. it's gonna Mm. 
go around every surface mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's gonna mm-hmm. you know fill cracks mm-hmm. it's gonna and it's kind of the know, opposite like, of the immovable one mm-hmm. right those are kind of like opposites right the immovable mind and then like a flow mind what do you think like <clears throat> i wouldn't say they're opposites but i would say that they're not the same mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know that they would be like right. on the opposite spectrum right. because if you're saying immovable to a task you could still flow state into that. You know what I'm saying? You could still have a, a mind like water with, I, with when, the when I've objective. When i picture in my head with mm-hmm. water moving around things, mm-hmm. it's like all the things that's moving around are immovable. So it right. goes around them. Right. So there's some whatever. Right. Yeah. But I think the opposite would be of a movable mind would be yielding. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you could say water yields because water carves out canyons. And that's what those sculptures you know? look like. Yeah. Those Fudoshin sculptures. Right. They're standing forward yeah, strong yeah, yeah. with that Naganata. And they also have a lot of energy coming off of them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like the flags and shit, right? Yeah. Like it's always like, whoosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you guys familiar with that god? It's a Chinese god, Fudo. Um, so I think it's They're like, like Fudo, the immovable. Mm-hmm. And you see them, yeah, yeah, like on a lot of their guardians and stuff. You see a lot where they've got the Naganata is that spear with the big halberd mm-hmm. on it. And it allegedly is used for chopping the legs out of horses for cavalry to take cavalry down. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's you know, a, staff, a lot of times. Right? It's on a staff. Yeah, it's on right, a staff. Yeah, and you'll yeah. see him depicted, you know, like just planted with that in. And they're so dope. Like the yeah. are, and they're, they tend to be shredded dudes mm-hmm. too, you know, even though they're like gods. They're like shredded What is guys the name again? Why, why wouldn't they Udo. be shredded? <laughs> U-D-O. It's a good question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Yeah, I'm picturing like some stone ones in particular that are really dope. Yeah. But that the mind like water is important because I think like these that um, that one's dope. That's actually kind of some of the well, yeah. That's not the one though. I, I just wrote Fudo. I don't know Fudo Sheen. Fudo maybe like I don't Fudo. know if they would if they would have a depiction of protector him in Sheen. Like. Hmm. Shin Sheen. I don't know exactly. Fudo how Shin. It's yeah. Uh, said. Some people have said Sheen. Some people have said Shin. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not seeing any. I mean, you got these, like, goofy people who, like, try to make it all new style or whatever. <laughs> you, know? you said you were saying protector of what? Of, like, temples and stuff. You'll see it out front of the buildings. Mm. Yeah. Here's that. Is that that spear you are talking about? That well, You can't see the top of it, huh? Yeah, it's like uh, that. I mean, right. I can't see if that curves. Right. But it would be, you know, that big kind of curve. Mm-hmm. I think the Chinese weapons, though... Um, is, is this the time you would want Google to do like a, a... You know what I mean? That's the thing with Brave is there's no, now there's no suggestions. And oh, I'm I noticing think you can change it. You can change it. Okay. I turn mine off. Uh, suggestions? Uh, yeah, there's no suggestions on Brave, but sometimes <laughs> I'm like, man, maybe I want one. Like, I don't know how to spell this. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hmm, maybe I could use one here. Yeah. Anyway, it's a badass weapon, though. Huh? Yeah. Right. Take I mean, I don't know how that. like yeah. you know yeah. wieldable it would be. Yeah. How like, would you practice that too? Right. Just <laughs> spinning right? it around. I've seen some oh, like one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's heavy on the end, but again, I mean, you're just trying to, I think, take down the horse. Put the cavalry on the ground. It's like circles. Yeah, probably big moves. 
Um, yeah, that'd be a double-handed uh, weapon. Uh huh. Be a fucking monster if you could wield it single. <laughs> Have you guys ever <laughs> held any up. of those? Um, you know, kind of old weapons like that. Some of the hefts. Yeah, like how heavy they are. I held a uh, one of those um, knight long swords mm. that you know they'd have all that plated armor on, and they'd yeah. have to be like hoisted on their right. fucking horses. <laughs> totally, they can't get on the horse. <laughs> That'd be fucking horrible. And then what happens when you fall off? Yeah, that's know? the thing. I guess yeah. a lot, you just don't fall yeah. off. I think a lot of people drowned in marshes and stuff, falling wow. off, and yeah. Uh-huh. you know. Yeah, I watched that. Um, What's his name? Uh, Matt Damon has a new movie. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Something. No, it's uh, maybe. Yeah, actually, maybe it is called that. It's like medieval times. Yeah. And it's like it's like father or some shit. Yeah, it's like four different views of a situation, but there was like some battle scenes in it, you know, that were pretty hardcore. It just got me thinking about that. And one thing is, is the guy. They're both rich enough to be a knight or have a horse at least, you know. And uh, they fall off, and then one saves the other one at one part because yeah, because they like, can't get up. And it's just crazy now, now just because I guess because you know it was implied that it's like all these people were around, and it, you know, it's it's interesting that you would be that much better at battle from a horse, right? Like that that it's that valuable. I think right? if you were light and mobile, uh-huh. you know, because if you look and you at were the good at the horse, the Comanches, right? man, yeah. Comanches yeah. were allegedly, yeah. you know, of the greatest cavalry mm. that's ever yeah. existed. And, and they're all like bareback, you know, bareback. They would shoot arrows. So right? yeah, they would like lean under. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they would shoot under the necks uh-huh. so that they right. were protected. Yeah, that's nuts. They would allegedly like. Um, so sad. You yeah, know, cut shot like <laughs> slashes in their neck on long rides and suck the blood out of their neck to uh, out of the horse. Yeah, oh. on long when they're doing these oh, long just raids. Some nutrition or whatever. Yeah, yeah because well. they they said that they would raid. You know, ninety miles away, a hundred miles, and you're talking on horseback. Mm. That's fucking a long distance. Yeah, and they'd be gone because they would. You know, just ride, and nobody could catch them. Nobody could keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was some of the tricks they did, I guess. Just fucking wow, <laughs> slash, great. drink yeah. a little bit, and you don't stop. You're just right. going. Yeah, I know that uh, that goop, the the archery guy that jumps around and shoots bottle caps and shit. What's yeah, his name? Uh, Lars Anderson. Right, and he found some paintings uh-huh. that I saw that were like yeah, because he's replicated that shooting. That's style. right. Is that how he learned it from? Was like from the paintings. I yeah. think uh-huh. so. I think allegedly he's like it's his interpretation of what right. you know because nobody really knows. So right. I think that yeah. that's kind of agreed upon. But they're yeah, maybe you heard it. I mean, there's like the, accounts yeah. from the people that were yeah. settled in Texas exactly. at that time too yeah. that definitely talked about mm-hmm. yeah yeah where they could they fire like. Yeah. Yeah what six or eight Some ten like, arrows yeah. in like a matter of a few seconds before they could reload a musket yeah. or yeah, yeah reload their revolver. did you guys um there was that uh shit that book that really got a lot of uh publicity right, being sunset, on rogan red sunset what was it about the sun? um Dawn. summer moon so, yeah that's moon. a great Dawn. book <laughs> summer moon. Yeah. something like that yeah something yeah. like that about yeah. the comanches uh-huh. it was yeah. really good nice yes yeah, I've read it twice, and it's um, it's yeah. awesome how like just capable of warriors these people were. So yeah, cavalry would be, I think, way more legit like that yeah. 
than mm-hmm. with fucking plate armor. But what on. if everybody else had long ass swords and spears and shit? Is that Comanche guy really gonna do that good? I well, mean, it's also way different. They're like, uh, what, what do you call them? Like uh, guerrilla warriors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, ar- they're not infantry or whatever. Yeah, right? like going on a battlefield. But uh-huh. I think. Yeah. I think I'd rather be in the guerrilla warfare mode because you could use tactics. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you draw then sure. those knights into marshy That's grounds. That's just crazy. They would run you know? at each other, mm. screaming with the. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. Oh or yeah, like Braveheart style. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's just crazy that that was ever a thing. Shoot a cannonball straight down. Right. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, arrows just like clouds of arrows. Well, look at the fucking <laughs> Civil War that's where they just like marched. Yeah. Get in line within, right. you know, what fifty meters? Maybe I don't. I don't know the <laughs> range. So they would standing. stop. They like yep. yeah, then they stop. Level weapons. One goes there. The other one loading. Right. Yep. And there's just like a. I mean, tactically, you would look at that and you would be like, "What?" Like the only like like you know your skill wouldn't really come into play because even if you were fast at load, you know, loading around. You're a machine at that point. It reminds yeah. me of a, a what was it called? Like a conveyor belt, right? That's all that yeah. is, right? So it's like just drop like, in and then more guys come forward. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, horrible tactics. And the same thing with World War One, the yeah. trench warfare. Right. They'd run across those trenches and so you'd yeah. have this row of guys coming out and they're like, Okay, we're legitimately gonna run across this field. With barbed wire and with barbed mines wire and, and mine <laughs> fucking craters that are filled with water, and you don't know how deep they are. For you to save them and and <laughs> I saw some of those traps they had in Vietnam too, where oh, they would wow. just like cover up like a little. They would like dig a hole and have like spikes down there, oh, and then shit. they would put these little bamboo kind of uh, like liners along the hole, and then they would put these like basically like a punji sticks or something i think is what they were called and and then they would just like cover it with leaves so then you'd be walking through step on this pile of leaves and he falls that's that's where that's where arnold learned it for predator whatever how he caught the alien remember he set up all his traps (laughs) (laughs) well i um i heard i was reading uh a book um called sog and so they were saying that 50 percent of all like um, injuries, you know, like uh, wounds and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, were caused by uh, traps. traps. Yeah, wow. booby traps and in, uh, things. Vietnam? Yeah, in Vietnam. Wow. Yeah, fifty percent. Yeah, Crazy. I didn't know it was that high. That, uh, that's what this book was. Saying. Right. I think it was that book. I'm not sure. Well, that's a, that's a pretty novel a situation, right? Where they had an environment that they were so much more adapted to, right? Didn't and it's they, like, like, dig tunnels in the hills and things, too? Uh, I don't, yeah. I'm pretty right. sure. Oh, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they so had it's tunnels like, underground yeah. networks. Crazy. Right. So it's like you have this really unique environment that's like has all these problems, and you know it really well, and then you have some other army that is, like, forced to come into there. Mm-hmm. Makes it like a booby trap situation. Because yeah. you're like, come get me. <laughs> They're like the yeah. Israel Adesanya right. of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good books. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I started that one about the trench warfare that, um, what's that one called? Uh, the World War One one? Um, no, I forget the title. Oh, uh, Storm of Steel? Yeah, Storm of Steel. That's I just, fucking I just great. started it, right. So he's still like kind of going through the ranks and stuff yeah. and going into a bunch of different places. <laughs> That's so insane. Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. 
I often wonder, you know, you think about modern warfare compared to some of that and what yeah. people, I mean, you got to know if you come out of that trench that there's a much better chance of you getting shot than not. Right. right? Yeah. And men still fucking gathered themselves enough to right. fucking do it, you know? And they would, like, just hang out down there and, and try to... You know, it's raining. It's 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. It's you know disease-infested no rats. There's a guy dying right next to you. Yeah. And then there's shells coming down all the time. And right. you have to, like, be cool with that. You know? Because like, some people would, are freaking they out. Would they would say the rats it. would be literally on the wounded yeah. eating. You know? Like, right. just fucking... It's, insanity it's like the worst thing you could think of almost yeah that storm know? of steel like, gets pretty descriptive but you know like some yeah some of those battle scenes in like modern war 20th century war is like some of the worst you know i don't know i guess war has been like that for a while mm -hmm. what about um vlad the impaler and he would impale like every, all the army that he beat mm -hmm. he had them put pikes down and like put you know people on the and and then that's just, yeah. you know, For a field, miles, right? Yeah. yeah, or like Rome. They when, did that uh, with uh, the Spartacus Uprising. Exactly. It all was, those guys. Yeah, all the whole road to Rome, all through Italy. <laughs> um, that's they important crucified him. yeah they crucified him and for like you know thousands of people Cause, and then at the time did you know uh, did you know that 75% um, of the population of Rome was slaves I think it was that high yeah. or like 60 or 75 I or something I know the percentage yeah, yeah. of that time whenever Spartacus was yeah so it was like of course if they did uprise they could win <clears throat> so um, they had to show them this is the consequences yeah. Right. Yeah. It's when you wonder uh, when is the right time to fucking. Uh oh, is that uh, a segue? Uh, <laughs> segue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was gonna let it slide this time. <laughs> yeah. You so, guys are just taking turns. No, I think Justin broke it last week too. Hmm. I may have. Did you like mention segue it? Or I mentioned that it was a segue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that was, was a pretty idea. organic segue <laughs> right? into it, huh? It was. But that was pretty... It um, was. And now we're no longer in the flow. <laughs> we attached to the segue. Flow. See? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. No more mind like water. No more... Now we're trying to be in it. We're not going to be there. <laughs> so did you have a topic? So that was it. You just that was the, <laughs> when, when to fight. That was the idea. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is like, when is the right time? <laughs> didn't didn't he get the text? I, I guess he didn't read it. I guess he didn't read it. See what I said? How stoned I was. Well, you, I, I he was actually being honest. I thought you were just kidding. Yeah, I thought you were joking too, because you just called the segue. <laughs> right. Well, I was want, I was wanting him to describe it. I'm like, come on. Well, then, like, what, what is it like? Yeah. Oh, all right. Right. <laughs> well, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the right time to fight. Um, uh, what do you think about? Do you guys remember the Bundy incident? It was like Cliven Bundy guy in Nevada. Like, no Ted. Could you refresh? Ted was a, a good one. <laughs> refresh our. He was a rancher 
fucking five, seven years ago. Is that what you would say? Um, in Obama. It did, wasn't did that, during Was the Trump. ranch name what everybody knows? Isn't it, you know, there's like a, or was it Bundy that people recognize it by? I don't know. I Am just. I thinking of, I'm thinking of the one where they all got, they all burned up in it in Texas. Right? Oh, yeah. You're thinking the, of the. Um, something ranch. Is that something ranch? The about? Branch Waco? Davidians. Waco. Branch Davidians. Uh-huh, in Waco, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. This was different. Yeah, this was different. Mm. Um, this was, I think, over like a land use dispute or something. But anyway, the federal government, for right or wrong, um, came in and was going to either confiscate the animals or um, try take, to take confiscate land, land or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Right. And so you had all these ranchers and, you know, maybe you know for sure family friends whatever and they all met the you know federal agents heavily armed and you know i don't know that their intention was to get into any kind of battle but they came to show and so in that regard for what they were standing up for again without giving it the value of right or wrong having the ability to fight kept it so that it was a pretty peaceful outcome, pretty peaceful situation. And so my question is like, when is the right time to do things like that? You know, that's an extreme, but it'd just be the same as when is a good time to fight? Do we fight in a road rage incident? Does it, can it escalate to the point where it like is a legitimate value to enter a fight or is it, um, immoral to fight you know you hear that all the time like what do you guys think when they say about like the truckers right that's going on and you hear a lot of people chiming in on that and they're like you know this is great as long as it stays nonviolent, as long as um, you know there's no threat of violence and people always say you know, nonviolent protest is the only way to protest. What do you think about that kind of uh, fighting? Mm-hmm. I feel like with what I've seen happen over the last week, I'd say it's getting close to the point where they're gonna have to fight back. Well, you know, Gandhi let them trample them with horses to 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 link it to you know the truckers or whatever, and that old lady that threw her. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> you remember this? No. Some some lady got trampled. Well, I know about that, right. but what and did Gandhi said, do? Oh, Gandhi, um, there was like a couple situations. One of them, they got mowed down and they got killed. They got they were all in a walled area and the cops like put them in there and then just like started shooting. They might have stopped. They might have not killed them all, but they did that once. And then on another time, this might have been later or the time before, they stood ground somewhere, and their cops all had horses that, whatever, the English, and they ran them over and, like, killed a bunch of them, like, literally trampled them. Um, so, and that's, like, maybe the highest, him and Martin Luther King, right, of, like, the peaceful protest idea, mm-hmm. right? Um, I didn't mean to, like, totally derail you. I was just, I noticed no, that, uh, that that comparison, you know? um, Yeah. I mean, it's so what is a turn the other cheek thing, right? It's like uh, the idea is like, I mean, it reminds me of, 
you know, Majid was on Rogan. Did you, you, uh, did you watch that? Do you know Majid? I've seen parts. Just uh-huh. saw the clips. Do you know him? Yeah. No. Okay, he's dope. We, we should all know him as far as, like, some of these thinkers nowadays. He's a badass. Um, and he mentioned when he was, because he was, like, an extremist, you could say a terrorist. I don't know if he actually ever did anything or not. Um, and he hated America and its, you know, Babylon or whatever, Satan. And they, uh, there's some some institution that was made for war and they like saved him even though he was like hated them and was like anti and they wouldn't torture him that was the thing they thought that torture was wrong some you know uh un kind of a thing where they're like you know and it was the principles that it had that it said that torture was wrong and so even though he was trying to destroy you know the west or whatever this aspect of the west still like rescued him from this he was in like an egyptian jail being tortured and you know people were being electrocuted and shit and so the peaceful process is similar to that it's like i will stand for what i believe in i mean you know but i'll just say at this point yeah, so i'll stand for what i believe in and still retain some kind of like virtue or something like that i won't let this situation like make me inhumane or something like that Right. Even though I, you have very good valid points about when, and you understand that aspect of things better than I do, about like when violence, the fact that violence isn't just like a negative, and that is interesting, mm-hmm. like you're saying. Like, so they're always saying, as long as it doesn't get violent, it's mm-hmm. good as long as that, you know. But do you um, think, like, like, think about this for a moment. So by being peaceful in some regards, you could look at it like this. I'm not saying this is the value. I just had this thought. Mm-hmm. that this is going to sound kind of weird, but that Gandhi's actions, let's use him as an example, resulted in a lot of people's deaths, right? You yeah. see that with a lot of these, okay. you know, kind of figures, let's say, that the non-peaceful and so, or, or the non-violent. Those people dying, is that more virtuous those people dying than people dying in conflict you know what i'm saying where you say okay well yeah we're not we are going to fight back because then it's like well if people are dying you you still executed them anyway but now you're just taking a virtual you know a a virtuous high ground by saying but Mm. we're gonna kill people by not fighting but but because those English people trampled them, mm-hmm. they saw their own inhumanity, you could say. Sure. And so that's what a peaceful protest does is it shows the person who this person saying, I'm not going to fight you, but I'm going to stand here. And then that person does something mm-hmm. horrible to that person. Then they get to see themselves be, you know. But, like but when people themselves. say that, though, here's the thing. When people say, you know, it's inhumane, it's... Absolutely. Trampling, right. But it's, it is, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's Mm. good. I'm saying, but those things are real. It's like people, you know, that is humane. It's human. People have done those things and that violent, but but that's the violent, that's the word that's used. Unhonorable or, or, you know, something like that. Like, yeah. It's a difficult thing because again, I would I would always wonder 
when when we use those words, and I'm not saying you're using those words. I'm saying mm-hmm. these are the question. words no, that are yeah, used. I'm, 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 it's I like, yeah. well, because that person died not fighting, why is that more yeah, honorable yeah. than the person who died fighting? Well, I think the idea is... Or the person who lived this would be fighting. The, this would be the idea you know? that... If you come with guns and, a, and that kind of fight, mm-hmm. then maybe that just escalates things. Big, you know, th- maybe this is the argument. I'm not yeah. saying this is true. Like, and maybe the argument is that if you come peacefully, um, it, it won't necessarily build to as big of a, you know what I mean? But if we look at our police, right? It depends on the Our situation. police go to a domestic dispute. They don't go unarmed. They might go in peacefully, and I'm not being on. I'm not like being a, a pro police, you know, person right now, or a, a not police person. I'm saying, but when all else fails, what do they have? They have lethal force behind them to do what is necessary for what their position is. And so, what I'm saying, because this is a question, right? What you're saying is maybe it would deescalate, but maybe it would deescalate if you came armed and you showed that, hey, we're not fucking around either. Yeah, so make, make it more, like, literal. Like, so mm-hmm. what, what would that look like in Canada? Well, that's what yeah, I was... Yeah. But that's what I was wondering about what happened with that rancher, right? Mm-hmm. So when they came armed, it became more apparent that there was more room for negotiation, mm-hmm. okay? So when... If they didn't come armed... The government would have done, or whatever side. But we could just say I, I one just, side. I just don't see would. that happening most of the time. Like most of the time, the government has a monopoly on guns and jail, and they can put it whoever they want. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that's, that's, that's they have what a monopoly I'm wondering. On violence. I mean, that's that's the idea. The idea is that the government has a monopoly on violence, and most of the time, when you stand with guns mm-hmm. to the Fed and they're bringing in fucking the SWAT team, no, and I, tanks and shit, they're I, gonna fucking I kill agree. all of you. Well, no, that, that <laughs> you know what I mean, or they're see, not gonna that let that can't, shit happen. They can't. Ha- right? That can't happen. Like it, it could happen in China and Russia and places mm-hmm. like that because one, the citizens aren't armed, and two, there's. Less, I that's, think, that's, concern that's, for reputation on the world they, they stage. Don't, they don't want that on and camera. Yeah. The mm-hmm. the idea of having a weapon and being armed, it it is to be able to utilize it, mm-hmm. right? But it's just like jujitsu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We train jujitsu. At least for me, I fucking love fighting. I love it. I'm not gonna deny it. I like the violence of it. I like the action of getting in i like it you know yesterday again man you fucking caught me with that overhand and you know it it showed me a couple things one fuck it gave you a window wide open to that two it allowed me to pick up the pace a little bit and our pace escalated right to a real i thought it was a great comfortable pace but where we were snapping punches love that shit so yeah, I felt him trying to hit me after that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I like, that's love the beast. He's actually trying. Like, <laughs> yeah, but not hard. I mean, right? you know, I didn't have like a corked fist in the glove, but you know, hard yeah. enough to to right. pick it up. Mm-hmm. So, but but I don't train in martial arts to go out and get into a fight. I feel like it's always on the table, and I jokingly tell people this. But I'm serious that, yeah, I've got three options if we have a disagreement or a, a difficult situation. One is we can negotiate. 
Two is one of us can yield and say, okay, man, you got it or, you know, whatever. Or three, we fight. And if you have that as the back, if people are knowing that, oh, yeah, that's that's a tough line, then they're much less likely to push that line and they're way more likely, in my opinion, to negotiate. And so, like, I haven't gotten into a real fight, man, since... I was a lot younger. I mean, it's been years, but there's all always a lot of that because you know a lot of people know that okay, I'm I've got right. some level well, of skill. It's like how like, guys, all guys have a line, and there's lines that you don't cross because you'll get your ass kicked, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like it's just like an. No, un, I don't it's think an all guys. I think that's changing. I think it's maybe, being but all guys are still the us. only reason we're like more cautious than we are online. You know what I mean? Or in your car, cussing at someone or whatever. It's because of that. You know what I mean? Like face to face. You know, if you don't know the guy, especially you, there's that? a there's a line. Yeah. So how about this though? So back to the truckers or whatever. There's also like lines for a population or a group mm-hmm. of people, and then there's also the idea that. Fighting is is obviously not just, you know, violence, Correct. physical violence, Correct. right? Because even blocking a bridge or saying you're not gonna, or just like occupying, mm-hmm. is is some show of force, right? It's some show of power. It's a right, mm-hmm. and it is. It has a similar effect to a show of violent force, right? Well, it's like, it's, yeah, it's I, kind of I wonder, that's my, go. that's mm-hmm. my question. And again, right. I'm not giving it a value. I'm not, it do it I'm not saying better? we should be violent. I, right. What I'm saying is that I wonder at what point do you cross where that's going to be a big swing to come back? You know what I'm saying? Where is it's that, like, is that where a civil war actually starts? Is that where, is that, is is that, that yeah, exactly. Like, is that, there's some line. That's what yeah. I'm saying. There's a line. Right. Where right. things go way off the deep end. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, how can you prevent those? How, where is it along the way where you can prevent it and, you know, not have to deal with all the destruction that goes along with it, right? Mm-hmm. I think we as a society personally have yielded way too much. And if you look at what's going on in Canada right now, holy shit, with all the, you know, like ability for the government to just take your money, take your money. Right. And they're trying to push things that donated. Right. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's insanity that's going on. And so, and then they just said they're going to like take some of those trucks too and sell them. Did you hear that one? They're talking like, about putting all those truckers in prison too. Okay. Yeah, they're they're labeling them terrorists. domestic terrorists. And yeah. Russell Brand, I was just listening to a small yeah, clip, that one. Yeah. was talking about how um, our Depo- Department of Homeland Security now yeah. is, misinformation is labeling terrorism. misinformation as yeah. terrorism. And it's like once you get those labels, all of a sudden you it's, don't have to extend. Yeah than the the legal protections right. that a normal citizen has yeah you get to break that yeah it's like hate speech it's like a movable target yeah and you can just well what's hate speech well whatever so I say racism it is. is now right right yeah. and then once you can just like redefine everything it's total 1984 shit i was thinking like how much how much did he live through some of that stuff i don't i don't really know about orwell like mm-hmm. what he saw personally because after living through these times now I'm like, oh, yeah, of course you would make, just as a statement, have him work in the place that, like, rewrites dictionaries. 
because that's where he like worked at the beginning in 1984, mm-hmm. whatever the character is called. He like works in the dictionary rewriting office or whatever, right? <laughs> and they're slowly always changing language, and that's, that's what Webster's doing right now, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's what goes on with that's words crazy. like that, like terrorism and hate speech and. You know, what does white supremacy mean nowadays? Anti-vaxxer, uh-huh. right? Yeah, so many language games. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, right? It's yeah. funny because there will be people that will quote the definition as proof of their use of the word now uh, because the definition has changed recently. Right. And then I'll be like, that's not how you use that word. And they're like, actually, Webster's right. defined. And I'm like, oh. Actually, yeah. Right. <laughs> It, it was just there. changed yeah. last week yeah. for this narrative, <laughs> for God. this very narrative right here. Right. That's funny. Yeah, and then even like the misinformation mm-hmm. as an idea, like it used to mean when someone's lying. Yeah. You know, that it was like, um, that's what that meant. Mm-hmm. Someone's being deceitful. They're, you know, and, and all of a sudden they just like changed what it means. It means you're spreading information that's wrong. You know what I mean? That's neither disinformation or misinformation. That's not what those words mean. Yeah, like, and dis- wrong, is, yeah. isn't wrong kind of subjective? Yes, Because right, wrong doesn't right. mean incorrect. Wrong is like, okay, is it sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. moral to me. Right. You know? it's, uh, it's, Can you it's elaborate on why wrong doesn't mean incorrect? Because <laughs> to me, it means the same. Well, uh, you, you could use them as synonyms, but there, you could also see a difference in them. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's another word that if the definition hasn't changed already, it's gonna. But that's how I feel like I hear people use it more often today than. To Wrong just... implies morals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like correct seems more mathematical. Like what is the reality? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But correct it also implies some morals too. You know, there'd be a differentiation there, like between the. So fa- like perception of, matter, of yeah. what of what is considered wrong? Is that what you guys are saying? Like, well, when you say like some information's right or wrong, uh-huh. there's kind of like two different ideas in there. Like one is do the facts line up to whatever you're saying, right. and then the other one is like a moral thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's not good. It, it is wrong. good. It's yeah. evil. It's you know what I mean. There's like both of those ideas are like inside of that stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. But that was just another example of how all of a sudden that word just doesn't mean that anymore. Like, oh, okay, misinformation now means. Someone that says something you don't agree with, like okay, like, so <laughs> yeah. so that's check. not what they think though necessarily, right? And it's just like the word just spontaneously like changed its definition. So like, is it's so weird. Are the fact checkers are, are 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 the fact checkers the the real life version of the dictionary changers in right. 1984 because right. oh, there yes, are third-party yeah. organizations that are outsourced for fact-checking right. and they're like like yeah. Facebook just got sued in a legal battle mm-hmm. and they lost like they mm-hmm. had to legally admit in court that, that they were opinions these are, yeah these are opinions <laughs> facts are opinions yeah. well yeah. and how many like times that misinformation right becomes True information. Yeah, because it months, was right. Because it was yeah, right. Yeah, a year, whatever <laughs> yeah. later. I mean, John Stewart was talking about that. He defended Rogan, mm. right? Because mm. he was like, I was talk- I was saying that there were no weapons of mass destruction. That it was all made up. And back then, they would have called him misinformation, but it turned out he was right. So they would they would have like deplatformed him or whatever. Yeah. So. Isn't that you know that's what's fucked up, and I think this is what people like um are missing and i'm by no means standing up for republicans in this 
arena, but I'm talking about the ideals. Even with conservatives, they would not have pushed to deplatform John Stewart. They might have tried to marginalize what he's saying, but the liberals, man, want to get you fucking removed. And yeah, that's that where it's value, that that idea that it's like so that's the and that's the stance all the public health took was like we can't tell them the truth because they'll make more bad decisions. So we can't have the truth out there, right? I think yeah. some people like my some people in my family are even afraid to have to go to, to even like have a thought. You know what I mean? Like there's some thoughts that's like, mm, I can't, I can't have that. I can't. Thought. Yeah, that's not. You know what I mean? That's not good. Like I can't even. <laughs> I'm out of my, I, <laughs> you know, I can't even think expertise about there. Right, right, my right. league. Yeah. You know, like to question certain things. Uh-huh. It's like you know, and so they're afraid of ideas, right? And so, but then that turns into this weird like who then who says what's a good idea? Well, that's who gets to say. That's the idea? thing. I mean, they've like, stoked these fears where. People can't even think about it. I mean, that is exactly what's going on. And so that's where I wonder is when do people really start to fight at what level? And it doesn't have to be a physical confrontation. I think it's important to have a show of force. I think it's important for like the government, for... Um, whether it's at a local level, whether it's at, you know, a, a larger, you know, state level or federal level to understand that, you know, the people fucking have some power. But I think also, I personally think this is incorrect. And I've been um, getting into Machiavelli lately. And so... I, I believe in a level of corruption. And I know people, you know, will almost find that offensive and stuff. But come on, we got to live in the real world, not what the world should be. And that's where I think, like all of these liberal ideas have really gone fucking spun out. Because, you know, again, people are wanting to live in a world that doesn't exist. And if we dealt with the world that exists more... Mm-hmm. We could fucking mm-hmm. have a I've way, heard, yeah. you know, like more I've, effective. I've heard this guy put that idea like he he uses a phrase in the Bible. He says there's some phrase you you like. I'm not gonna remember now. You don't mend the like edges of your garments, right? And the idea is that you can never have the the pursuit of total control is almost like the worst thing you could do. You like always have to leave room. That's the idea. So you have to leave. So I even heard someone say recently, like, I was I was going back over uh, herd immunity. And so early on, Fauci's like, 60% is herd immunity. And then a little later, 70? Oh, wait, wait, 75. Maybe we get to 78, 80. You know what I mean? It just, like, kept going up because, you know, for one, he's he's not telling the truth. He, he's It's all about, like influencing behavior rather than saying anything that's true you can do a little bit at a time right yeah yeah, yeah. And so if they just keep dragging it out right oh, yes. yeah because it's about behavior yeah. two weeks flat on the curve and then uh biden recently said it was 98 percent, which is just ridiculous right and i heard someone talking about um uh you know the jab rates or whatever and uh 
it, it's some places have like huge percentage, but it might be impossible to get over 90. It might actually like, what about all the homeless people? Right. Right. What about all the babies? What about, you know, what about people who are dying of cancer and they have like three months to live? What about, you know what I mean? Or immune compromised yeah, people. You know, so there's always this, this percentage and this idea that you can get rid of all the racists. We have to, or you can't have, you can't, you know, no KKK or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you can't get rid of them all. You just can't. It's not going to happen. There's all always, that does is stoke their fire. And yes, and also what it does is it makes you want a totalitarian. That's what that means. Total. I have to like a hundred percent. That's totalitarian. You got to leave room. I like your idea of of uh, um, corruption. corruption. <laughs> yeah, some corruption. You can't have it all be nice chrome. There must be some like rusted yellow at the bottom or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it'll only last for so long before yeah, yeah, it gets yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. corroded. But yeah, I like that idea. But if you, about yeah, like if that. you yeah, accept, yeah. I think you're much better prepared to deal with it. That's why I think that idea, and I hear this a lot of we need a kinder, gentler world, you know, more love, all of that, you know, stuff. And it's like, well, again, you got to extract that from people if you say we need more of it, right? But if it already exists, if you look at it like there's fucking plenty of love out there, there's plenty of kindness, there's plenty of gentleness, just like there's plenty of violence, we could right now, if we wanted to go find violence, right? We could right now go find something you know that, that would draw uh, make us feel compassionate or give us the ability to do a compassionate act it exists it's out there the the more that you build the the person the individual the the tougher you make yourself the more capable of fighting you make yourself then the more tolerance you have for those ranges right if you can withstand the cold right uh, pretty good like have you guys done you know cold showers any of that kind of stuff yeah. so when you do that after a while it's not really that cold out you go outside and everybody's like oh my god it's fucking freezing and you're like yeah it's cold but you can hang out there because I do that shit then. my skinny ass yeah. is cold all the time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, cold showers make it down fast it's great but, but you know what I'm saying you, you develop a tolerance so then you've got a much wider range to to mm-hmm receive Mm. and so people need to be to build their fucking receivers and i think that that's what again that show of forces you know that's like showing up armed per se and people are like okay fuck these guys are are serious these guys are legitimate or guys and girls right um i mean he she's they's (laughs) fuck i'm all inclusive doesn't matter you know, whatever people want to identify as. Right. But, you know, if you show up and say, yeah, man, I'm capable and I've got a line, I've got the ability to, to stand up and um, mm-hmm. then... It's interesting also maybe to like know where your line is, you know? Like how, uh, I thought that was interesting. Both Brett Weinstein and Jordan Peterson like knew where their line was. And so that's why they like stood up to things while other people didn't. Mm-hmm. There's like so many professors, you know, as, as early on with their schools, when yeah. that happened. 
because um, there was a lot like with Brett's situation that a lot of professors had agreed with them, but they wouldn't mm-hmm. say anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the only reason Jordan put himself out there was he knew that compelled speech was like some line. That's the line. Right? See, and I wonder. He, like, knew a line. I wonder if those are the worst people. You know what I'm the saying? Ones that don't say anything. Yeah, that don't say that. anything, but they're like, I really yeah. agree with you. But, to but me, you those are the like, collaborators, though. If right. you know, but they're all collaborators. In the, yeah, that's the thing if about the Chinese took like, over, it's easily corrupted too. <laughs> yeah, like once yeah. once their brain's been infiltrated by but, that I- I- ideology. Well, it's just, but but it's like even the people who are convinced of the ideology of the other thing, that's fine. You can understand where they're at, right? Like I understand, like. AOC, okay, in the regards of she's extreme, she makes no mistake about it. I don't agree with one single thing that she says, but she's, yeah, you know, okay, that's the opposition, right? But it's the people who pretend like, oh, I agree. It's the people who say, yeah, I'm totally against this, but then every action that they do goes along with it. And it's like, to me, those are the people that are more dangerous because at least you know what the other person is, but you don't know what that person is. Mm. You know, those are the people that it's like, gosh, can you trust them? Will they turn in people? Will they easily be convinced if there's rewards given for businesses that turn in other businesses that aren't wearing masks? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that you got to question. The other ones, you know, you're like, okay, we have a disagreement. Don't agree with you. I know we're... Again, it could always it could build all the way up to enemies, or it could just be, be cool friendly they, opposition. They should have like you know how they've done all these experiments, the Ash and the Milgram and the mm-hmm. and the the guy that studied the the Nazis, how you know the ordinary men, mm-hmm. whoever else who did the courts, Nazis to you know if they could like do some kind of personality profile of the people that actually resisted the like one the point oh oh one percent of people that like. You know what I mean? And what what are they like? Right. Right? Like what you're saying, because there's like some, there's some, you know, obviously there's a continuum, like, you know, it d- depends, uh, you know, how much you, you know, how much you resist or, or are honest with yourself, like you're saying, like at least some people are honest with what they think, right? Yeah. But it'd be cool to see what that, that profile was. Like what is a person, what, what are those characteristics that makes a person like that, right? That... That, yeah. you would, that you would actually resist something like that, right? You know, some kind of. I think most like people that. would collaborate. And, I that, think and that's most, what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Most people did. I think most people were doing that through the well, pandemic. This? Does, yeah, does this apply to what you were just saying? Like in that ordinary men book that guy was telling about, that some people refuse to shoot, you know, and to do the the actual killing and some of that stuff. But they still would like sit at the edge of the town and like herd people out of the forest and stuff. They would still do those things. You know what I mean? But they actually, but they wouldn't like, you know, have their finger on the trigger. So there was a movie, um, Hacksaw Ridge, that came out not too long ago, maybe three years ago. Um, Don't know. So it's a World War II, um, you know, movie in Okinawa, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's this. Um, high point that they need to assault that's called Hacksaw Ridge. And what they got to do is climb these huge, you know, like ship cargo ladders. It was Americans Americans? Uh going against the Japanese. And they were dug in 
Um, and so this guy, I forgot his name, but he got the Congressional Medal of Honor. But anyway, um, he was told that he could enlist as a medic and he wouldn't have to carry a weapon. He was, um, I'm not sure what, you know, type of, you know, Christianity he was, but he didn't believe in, you know, um, killing somebody. That was his thing. He couldn't kill anybody. Or, you know, he wouldn't possess a weapon and and so on. But he would go to war. Yeah. So anyway, he almost gets um, court-martialed, but his dad was in the Battle of the Somme, and um, that was in France in World War I, real bloody battle. So he had, he knew, I guess, a general who had then, you know, given this guy, you know, the ability to maintain his status in in the military, right? Mm-hmm. And not have to, um, you know, be a rifleman. And again, they were saying that he was a coward and he was saying, no, I'm going to be right there with you. I'm just going to be, you know, fixing you. And they mm-hmm. tried to make him, you know, yeah. an infantryman. Anyway, so this battle breaks out um, and the Americans are getting just fucking crushed. So full retreat so that they don't lose the whole company and um they climb down this ridge and there's like 100 men something like that that are still up there wounded killed unaccounted for and so this guy single-handedly saves like 60 people like crawls out gets them at night drags them back ties them on this rope hoists them down this huge fucking cliff right that's the ridge the The ridge, ridge yeah and so um you know, so I I forgot, man, I can't believe I can't remember his name. But um, mm-hmm. I did, you know, a fair amount of research on this guy. And this guy is super, super unique. But he was nonviolent and operating willfully in a violent situation mm-hmm. and still contributing. You, you know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. somebody who's so what do you think of that? up for the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. was in the mm-hmm. fight. He was right. just, you know, going with his contribution to it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's someone that you could trust that's someone that well is there so what do you think about that though because we're we've been talking a lot about the value between violence and nonviolence, or mm-hmm. something like that so what do you think about that like situation in regards to that because you're you tend to be on the side of you know we need to find like a healthy relationship with violence or something like that so what about or i think and, that's and even a that, even, beautifully healthy mm-hmm. relationship with violence okay. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so he came to terms in his mind that he's not going to be the guy swinging the club, right? Mm-hmm. But he's there right there with you but and is, he's going to fucking... Is that a, a virtue to think that? Yeah. I think it goes along that question of, you know, the, the Gandhi situation that we were right, talking about, exactly. right? There's still death going on. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is that this guy put himself where it was most useful. But is it a and virtue? That's a strategic... is, it, is it a virtue to choose not to kill? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I I think because when you look at when you look at the nature of war, when you look at the nature of fighting, we could even say the nature of MMA. Right? Your coaches aren't in the ring fighting with you. But you'd have a really tough time fighting without them. You know what I'm saying? They're in the fight. They're helping you in 
the better places for them. And so I think the necessity of having that is crucial. And so you've got to understand that when you fight, you've got to have a support team behind you to some degree, but they're all willing to be in the fight. They just know their place. And I'm not saying what Gandhi did wasn't fighting. They were fighting in a different manner. Mm -hmm. But my question is, at what point would that be, could they have achieved the same results with fewer deaths if they stood up? Or would it have been greater deaths? Would it have, you know, like sparked a huge war that was, you know, able to bring the British in, you know, full scale, right? You know, at that point in time, I heard that the British had lost the stomach for world conquest, you know, and they wanted India to be, you know, at least there was a a popular thought on that. So this is an interesting question. Like, I think you've really, because I used to find it a much more easily digestible idea, nonviolence, you know, it's one of like the eight moral virtues of like Buddhism or whatever in India, you know. I think it was even called a vidya. I think I actually remember that. Um, and, and it's similar to maybe the to do no harm kind of principle in medicine or whatever. Um, but then we've had so many talks about anti-fragility and like that some harm makes you stronger or the fact that some suffering. I and mean, we talked about that earlier with being in the zone you need like some suffering even to get to the highest. You can't transcend without the harm. So, so through these talks, I, you know, I, I'm not sure where I stand on it anymore. Like what those words mean now, like because there's virtue in, or there's, I still believe there's virtue in nonviolence and not harm. There's something in that that I think is true still. But I also think it's true that some amount or or that we need strength, we need suffering. We also can't avoid it, but we need it. It's even good. So there's some weird thing where it's like both are good. Like nonviolence, non-harm is good, but harm can also be good. It can all, right? Like some I don't know. It, it's got me to that point. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they come together. I mean, yeah. do you guys feel like since um and I don't know if girls have this same level of thought process that guys do, <laughs> but Like, but being more capable of fighting, do you feel like you have a greater propensity to get into an altercation that isn't on the mat? Or do you feel like you have a, you know, better propensity to control when that might happen? I personally think that, I personally think (laughs) that, um, you need to have weight behind your protests or like situations. If you're gonna, you at least need to be prepared for it. You don't wanna be not prepared, but I guess it depends on the message or the impact that you're trying to make. Like, you know, the Gandhi, I mean, what was the impact that event had? What happened afterwards? Could they have, I don't know, does it give the idea that, oh, we can just kill people and ignore your protest? Or is it, like, it depends. Like, you were talking about the monopoly on violence. Um, They get to choose what's acceptable violence and not acceptable violence. 
but what's the end goal of that? Like even protests, they start with violence. You know, you have this negative idea about violence, then just regular protests are bad. Now peaceful protests are met with force of kinds. And then what's next? So anyway, I think you need to have weight behind your, show your math at least when you need to. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me personally, I feel a hundred times more comfortable just being in tense situations since coming here. Um, like, I find myself even if there's a guy spouting off crazy shit at the grocery store that otherwise I might be like, I'm going to avoid that aisle. Like, now it's like I can kind of, you know, I, I'm not going to go up and stand right next to the guy, but it's like I can gauge You're more willing to situation. enter a situation. Yeah, just... Um, because I'm, I also feel like I have a better understanding, maybe of uh, how to how to get through to people that are in that situation too. Like I've I have found myself in places where, like I think I was telling you guys about Red Rocks last year when that guy was trying to fight me, and I I stayed calm the whole time, and I was just I try to be very controlled in my my mannerisms and not you know I didn't let anything flare up and. Um, I, w I mean, I was ready. I was ready the whole time, but uh, everybody around me was like, how did you stay calm? Like, I would have been screaming and shouting, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm, I'm just not, I, I don't need to engage with this man right now. Like, there's no reason to. And, you know, he, he was being an asshole, and I just, it was like, why, what's the point, you know? Uh, Do you feel on that um, more compelled to enjoy the situation, though? Yeah. Yeah. I was smiling the entire time. It's like time. a challenge. You know, it kind right. of made Isn't it worse, I think. The, the Machiavellian kind of part of, you know, because a lot of times people say, well, as a martial artist, you're supposed to have these virtues of nonviolence and only use it in self-defense and, you know, walk away from, you know, conflict. But isn't conflict fun to some degree? I'm not saying large amounts, but isn't it fun to see that guy talking shit to that other guy and you're just like... You know, I wonder what's going to happen here. Yeah. You don't have to get in, but you can kind of be on the outer edge, and it gives you that idea of not having to, at least for me, feel like I've got to be, um, you know, like above conflict. It's like I train every single day for conflict. I, like I said, I really enjoy it. So, you know, again, that's that impurity that that corruptible you know kind of acceptance of okay so i'm gonna enjoy a little bit i'm not i'm not gonna enjoy somebody kicking the shit out of somebody but you, you know it's fun to see people rooster up a little bit or, or you know peacock out and you know like try to impose on the other person uh, and i heard recently like um you know that the big five personality thing right you heard of that i have yeah and uh, there's like psychometrics or whatever, and it's like th those are some of them. Some characteristics supposedly you can actually measure in people, and one of them is that the that people like or dislike conflict more or less than other people. You know what I mean? Um, I wonder if you can build those things. I don't know how. Well, much, I, I you know, think you can, and that's and that's what I'm saying because if if you I, scurry from to... that conflict, though, mm -hmm. if you scurry from something that you're like, okay, yeah, could it spiral out? Yes. But if it's like, yeah, okay, this is, I like mm -hmm. this. It, it, it feeds us I that. <sighs> I, I feel like 
what it would do for me, uh -huh. like, would be the ability to say that because I dislike conflict so much, that that doesn't mean I run away from it, though. Like, but what, you what don't I, dislike conflict. <laughs> you fucking, you can, but that's what okay. I'm saying. You're trying to put a virtuous, like, I, I don't know if I approach. call, I don't know if I call. Dude, if I punch you in the face, you try to punch me in the face. Right, but I don't know if that's a conflict to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. 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 okay, what would so, it be then? <laughs> like a fight with a person in the streets, with someone in my family, uh, a, sure. You know, what I mean, those things. Those are that's every conflict role too. is a conflict. <laughs> See, okay, well, that's every live role is a conflict. Okay, well, these are this is giving me to think about um, because <laughs> in those other situations, especially like arguments with people, maybe that's what I'm saying more. Like, if there's something I need to deal with with somebody, and it, it, that kind of conflict is so fucking draining to me, I hate it. I do confront stuff. Um, and I'm, that's what I was saying. Like, maybe that's what I'm, you know, what I could learn and, you know, am learning. Um, it's just how to, like, not let things fester in the corner. Because that's, you know, things that there's conflict that you don't want to deal with or whatever. Well, that shit. that's the thing, though. So this is where, again, I think people get hung up on nuance, right? <laughs> this is pretty good. Yeah. But so... Conflict exists, right? It <laughs> fucking is out there. Right. And so if you learn to enjoy it to, again, a, a tolerable level, then those right. conflict things that you have to deal with, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. It See, sucks. I, I wonder if I can learn to enjoy it. I do enjoy, but I feel like this that's practice. like, but we're like, we're like playing basketball and shit. No, it changed you know your I mean? mindset. Like, because yeah. I think exactly what you just said was the learning to not let things fester. You got to think about it like getting caught in a rear naked choke. Like the longer mm. you wait to fight the hands, the deeper the choke gets. And it's, mm. it's, okay. it's pretty cool. But I don't know. Every time I'm rolling, even though we're not, you know, trying to take each other's head off and kill each other, I think about it like this person's trying to hurt me. I'm, I've got to defend myself. I've got to mm -hmm. try to have the upper hand in the situation. I mean, I get, I get competitive. You know, and it's, you know, so I... Well, I, I think when you're... I, I think we've got to look at the nature. Because in basketball, for instance, I'm not saying you can't elbow somebody, but your sole purpose isn't to hurt that person. When you're fighting, whether we're training, my, my goal isn't to, like, hurt you when we're rolling mm -hmm. much, but I want to hurt you. I... I want you to feel pain. That's what a submission is. A submission, if I grab your arm and you tap right away, that's no fun. I want you to be like, you know, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And I'm not going to fucking throw my hips into it to break your arm, but I want you to feel a little suffering in there. I want you to feel when I got an arm triangle, I want you to hurt. I want, I want you, I don't want you to okay. defend it right away. And again, with that, I think that we have to look at fighting and accept it this is at least me this is where i say that machiavellian approach because a lot of people want to say again self-defense is noble it's this noble cause it's fucking fighting and when you say self-defense now you're fighting at a disadvantage if you're gonna fight then fight using an advantage mm -hmm. right don't put yourself in a disadvantage for this noble position i don't think that that's mm -hmm. the right way to do it but then again don't be an asshole. You got to train the assholeness out of you. And that's like when we're new to martial arts. I know I was like this and I know most people are like this. 
you're kind of an asshole. You just mow down people. You're just fucking bah, this. It's not because you're necessarily an intentional asshole. You might not even realize it. But, All kinds of ego shit. But the better yeah. you get, the more you recognize, oh, I got to be less of an asshole mm -hmm. in my life. And so then I think people who are mm -hmm. more trained mm -hmm. and who enjoy violence to a certain level, mm -hmm. right, will say they'll correct themselves. Oh, I need to be a little bit less of an asshole when that guy just cut me off. Well, I could be like, almost, oh, you motherfucker. That's almost like saying to be nonviolent. Correct, through violence. So to be not an asshole is almost saying Right, that. and that's, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. So do you guys feel more likely to be violent that you train and you experience violence? Because I would suspect, and I've seen this multiple, multiple times, um, actually more times than not. I don't know if I can really think of a other example of people who are pretty skilled and who are pretty committed to training who are getting into fights. Mostly I see people who don't know how to fight getting into fights. They're road ragers. They have all of this fucking built up, pent up, you know, aggression, angst, anxiety, fucking whatever. And so then there's that moment and it's like this explosion and they don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't even really understand what sent them fucking over the edge. Most of the people that I know that train on a regular basis are pretty calm because, again, if we're grinding on each other, if I'm fucking driving my shoulder into your face because maybe you just came across and kicked me in the face stepping over for an armbar. And so now I'm like, oh, okay. It's making you tougher. You, There's not going to be too many people out there that can put pressure on you and fucking grind a shoulder in your face and then a forearm across and start to yank on those shoulders that is going to be worse than what you're feeling on a you know regular class basis and so again that gives you way more of an ability you feel somebody who's you know you're in a fight and it's you know you're way better than them you don't need to kick the fucking shit out of them you're like Oh, this guy's fucking drunk. I still got to handle him, but I don't have to, like, give him a Kirby, you know? Um, you yeah. guys know what those Kirbys are? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I Kirby don't. is? So, where they put your teeth on a curb and then stomp oh, your sense. head. Breaker job. I, I used to heard that called something else. I'm not remembering what it was. Curb I, stomp? Curb stomp, yeah. They did that in American History X. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All your teeth get just ground. It's horrible. Be the worst way to <laughs> worst way to go. <laughs> right. All right. It's been an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. So, anything to add? Finish finishing remarks, closing arguments. <laughs> no one's gotten closing arguments. No. All right. It's settled. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I said is right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. People could people could tell us what they think about mm. fighting, violence. What do people think about fighting and violence? And again, just to close this, I'm in no way advocating excessive violence, but I am advocating for controlled violence, acceptable levels of violence mm. yeah well 
Don't forget to follow <laughs> us and subscribe. <laughs> on this is a non-violent society. <laughs> and here it is, me trying to do the ending and everybody just chatting away. Uh, All right, sorry. <laughs> is it really because I'm so quiet or is it because I'm talking and people are talking? Anyway. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Ascent 420 uh, Colorado. We have some cool photo work on Ascent 420 photography. And if you want to check out some other stuff, um, go see Ascent 420 Collective. All right.